no better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. Part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, yo. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the Colts cast and our Instagram is at Colts cast. We're up on YouTube now. Go catch us on there. Just search Colts cast in your search bar. We'll be the first ones to pop up. Primetime Indianapolis Colts content. You know, how are we doing, Colts Nation? How are we doing as a fan base? That, we're happy that, now. We're happy? Why are we happy? Because the season's over. Okay. Yeah. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've had a oof, tornado of a season. But, guys, you guys submitted questions, and we're ready to talk about them. We're doing another For the Chew Q&A session. We announced on social media Monday. We're going to be doing this. We ask for questions, ask anything Colts related, and we got a few. So, Jamal, you ready to get right into them? Let's do it. All right. Let's get it. So the first one we received was more of a statement, but we can we could talk about it. For sure. So, quote, Colts are keeping three quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, and C.J. Stroud. So. I, I think that's a pretty bold statement. So, yeah, we're assuming Nick Foles isn't going to be on the team next year. We're also assuming we're retaining Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger, and we draft CJ Stroud come April. Mm. You know, I can get down with this scenario a little bit. I really can. Just the draft into CJ Stroud. I mean, that, that's music to our ears, right? Yeah. We have our bridge quarterback, although if Matt Ryan played like he did last year, he wouldn't be a starter for many weeks, I, I would have to presume. Sam Ellinger would still be with us, but he, he would probably be inactive, but still part of the 53-man roster. Um, You know, I, I'm i okay with this. However, I'd rather the Colts release Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, the Colts could save $17 million against the salary cap if they do release him. I that That's a significant chunk of money. And, and, and if we're being honest, I just talked about Bridge QB. Do we absolutely need one for our rookie quarterback? I believe there's been a lot of, and I mean a number of QBs who've started week one their rookie season. Matt Ryan, I, he started his rookie season week one. They did. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton. I can go on. A lot of successful quarterbacks. So we don't absolutely need that veteran QB in there. Plus, I think they need to have the the Indianapolis Colts. They're they're in a favorable position to start a rookie quarterback in Week One. We're supposed to have a top notch offensive line with the amount of money we spent on them. So let let's let's assume they can get back to that status, somewhat close to it next season. You know, if, if we can write the ship on that front, we can lean on our run game and not ask too much out of a rookie quarterback. All wishes and dreams at the moment, but that that's how I feel about it. Oh, very well said. Very well said. Um, I think the biggest thing out of that is uh, I, I like I like the CJ Stroud. Like you said, I like the, the rookie quarterback. 
Um, and I like the getting rid of Matt Ryan. I mean, again, cap space. We need we need the money. Let's go ahead and get our money back. We don't need him stinking up for us anymore. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get rid of him. Uh, move forward. Focus. We get rid of him. Maybe focus. Get somebody else on the O-line. I don't know. Um, let CJ or whatever rookie quarterback, pending we pick one, come in and do what they need to do. Um, but I really want to focus on 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 that O line, like you said. I, I I really think that's the most important part of this this statement. I know it's about quarterbacks, but I do think that until we can figure out a way to get them get the O line back into position, the quarterback talk will always be a up and down one. I just know that the mobility standpoint, Matt Ryan, we don't need him. Uh, we get a young young buck like CJ or Bryce, let him come in. I mean, those names you mentioned, those are all household names. A luck. Cam Newton, Joe Burrow. Um, again, some of the things that these guys had around them are a decent line and, and a few weapons. So uh, we know that Ricky can come in and get the job done. Why not let him come in here and feast with the right tools? Yeah, we don't want CJ Stroud going out there and taking nine sacks a game, something egregious, and just kind of put him in the wrong direction, potentially ruin his career, things like that. We don't want him to get hit like that. So it, I, I agree. It comes down to the O-line. Can we get it back up to at least above average? I, I'll even take average at this point. Being an average O-line is pretty good. Jamal, when does Rigoberto Sanchez come back from his injury? You know, that's a great question. Um, he he tore his Achilles. Uh, what was it back in August during training camp? He he. Well, I should say he it was an injury. I don't don't really remember if they fully said that he tore it or not, but one would assume that's what happened. Um, and I mean that's that's a tough thing to come back from. I mean we 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 saw we see it in the NBA. Oh, was it KD happened to KD? It took him a while to come back. Uh, Kobe happened to him. I want to say it happened to Clay Thompson as well, right? I, mm. I, I believe it was, but I say that because these are, I mean, these are big injuries. These aren't something that just, you know, you can uh, just come back from immediately just reading some stuff online. I mean, of course it's hard to read it, you know, believe everything you read without reading scholarly articles, but seeing anything from four to six months, you know, a couple of weeks where you can start putting weight on it uh, before he could possibly be back on the field. Obviously we know it's been the entire season he's been out. And I think that the Colts, found someone and a Matt Hawk, uh, which I'll talk about him in a minute. But I think that with Rig being out, um, there probably would have been a little bit more of a rush had the punting game not really worked out in our favor. But when we pick up a punter who actually could get the job done for us, I, I kind of see why, you know, you're not really too, too much on trying to rush him back into the thing because the last thing you want is a player to come back because we know Colts history, man. We, Whenever we get a player back too soon off of injury, typically we're going to still have more injuries. So uh, I, I I don't know. I, I like to think he'd be back, you know, back here in the facility training uh, with everyone shortly. But that brings on the next person who's in line, which is Matt Hogg, who was here all season for us. And I mean, he didn't look too bad this season. I, I would venture to say that Rick Roberto has a chance of losing his job um, unless he can come back out with some vengeance. We, you know, it, unfortunately, uh. unfortunately, I, I, it's, it's a good season to be a punter 
if you play for the Colts, um, because you got a lot of opportunities to get your kick on. Uh, you know, I believe one of the, the biggest things I was I read before, I believe it was Pat McAfee who said it. He said one of his favorite things about playing with Peyton was that he never had to shower after a game. You know, because they never had to punt <laughs> the ball. So he just go out there and do his own thing. Get paid. Yeah. <laughs> just to chill. Yeah. yeah. He answered Matt Hawk, who had, uh, I don't know, 70 punts this season. Average 44.8. Uh, his longest was 70 or 70 yards. I saw him do a couple boots this year that were fantastic. But inside the 20, he had 28 of them. Um, so, and those numbers are all over the place. Some, you know, his average is pretty low, was 27th in the league, but he was tied for ninth for inside the 20. Um, I say that because he he was on a, a punting spree this entire season. I mean, looking back at the games, he he's averaging at least at least three punts a game. Um so he got his work cut out for him this year. And I think that he did a pretty good job overall. You know, I, I didn't go back and look at Riggs stats from last season. I, I honestly did not, but I like to venture to say, man, I, I like what Matt Hawk did this year. Uh, so I think if, if once Sanchez gets back, he has a little bit to prove, especially it'd be a year removed from the game. And got nothing to prove. They, they cut him Matt Hawk. They, <laughs> What what they say about uh what they say yeah, about the on a one Rodrigo Blankenship? Hey, uh, you said it was it was his Sanchez job to lose. was an actual weapon for this special team. That's true. Hot Rod was a liability. <laughs> liability, <But> yeah. <laughs> Rigoberto Sanchez, he's gone through some things. Cancerous tumor removed in 2020. You know, Torres Achilles running gassers. That that's tough. Um, I think he'll be back during training camp. Uh, maybe earlier, only because he is a punter. You were talking about the timetable for the return of players with torn Achilles. Uh, I, I think it's a little different for him. I'm not a doctor in anything, but he, he he doesn't have to like change his direction a lot. He doesn't have to run full speed at players to get his job done. He just has to plant one foot down and throw the other up. Um, but yeah, I it could take up to 12 months for a full recovery. It's been an afterthought, I feel like, for most football fans, for most Colts fans, just get a new punter. It, it seems like a highly replaceable position. And I, I guess you could argue it it, it, it is because, I mean, we did pick up Matt Hawk. He's, he's, we haven't noticed, like, unusually bad punts. I think maybe the Vikings game, he had some some rough punts. Yeah, because he, he punted eight times during that game, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, but your leg shouldn't be getting that tired. But yeah, he, he did punt a lot, but either way, he, he didn't have a great punting game that game. Um, So I think he'll be back. I thought Rigoberto Sanchez was a good punter back in 2021. He was top 15 in punts inside the 20-yard uh, line. Definitely has a cannon in that leg. He he hit the second longest punt that season at 79 yards. I think Matt Hack, he's or Hawk, he's done a good job filling in. But you know, once Sanchez is healthy, I I believe they they send they send Hawk on his way. Dang, gonna send him to the gulag just like that. Just like that. Dang. All right. Well, I, you want you want to place a bet on it? What's up? What you want to do, man? I don't know. You let me know. We'll, we'll we'll think about it. When we come up with it, we'll let we'll let Colts Nation know. We decide It'll, it won't be too long though. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about betting. You know, we got to keep talking about it, Eric. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl Fifty Seven, and for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
New customers can bet just five bucks, five dollars, and you get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. That's a steal. Plus, all new and exciting customers can take a shot up to an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Now, I don't know about you, Eric. I know down in South Carolina, you know, you can't, you, it's, it's not legal. But up here, I'd be a liar if I said I'm not always placing me a uh, stepped up single game or a uh, same game parlay. I watch that booster. <laughs> they get you though because you get that. You got to get those ten legs. You get that hundred percent. I've hit a couple like that. So Ooh. I've been lucky. Yeah, I've been lucky. Uh, hey. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TPPN. That's TPPN. New customers can bet five dollars on the NFL divisional round and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbooks with the code TPNN. Minimum age and eligibility. Eligibility. Oh. Eligibility. I cannot speak. Restrictions apply. See notes for details. Yeah. Take advantage of that, everyone. On to our third question. I And I guess I'll, since I, I put you on the spot for the Rigoberto Sanchez question, I'll, I'll answer this one first. So do Colts need more than a quarterback and head coach to take control of the AFC South? So I... Of course they do. I mean, the NFL, it's a team sport. I, I believe that there's definitely needs on this team other than quarterback and head coach that we should be looking to fill. Quarterback is still the most important position, though. I, I will always agree with that. Uh, what other positions you might ask? So I think cornerback is a need after the 2023 season. I really do. Stefan Gilmore is 32, has one year left on his deal. Kenny Moore. Also one year left on his contract. And I wonder what the Colts plans are for him because I've seen him in a couple interviews. He doesn't seem too optimistic about staying. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, so let, let's assume he walks. Brandon Faison. He's a free agent this offseason. Even Isaiah Rogers will be a free agent in a year. So I doubt we sign all these guys back and none of them besides Gillylock, is considered a lockdown corner to me. So, let's draft a corner with potential. Day two, day two pick maybe, day three? I don't know, let's see. I, I mock draft Kelly Ringo in the second round, drop, dropping dropping for us. I don't know, maybe a Devin Witherspoon out of, out of Illinois, Cam Smith? Uh, there's plenty. I, 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 these guys probably do go in the first round, but if they don't, it's a second-round pick right there. Can't hurt to grab an offensive lineman, too. That's definitely a need. We were just talking about the offensive line. A tackle? Build some depth up there? Bernard Raymond? He's, sh he's shown some flashes of good, right? Still. What if, what, what if he isn't good? Let, let's build some depth in that position. Something we don't have. Something we don't have. You Do you really want Matt Pryor coming in? to relieve Braden Smith? I'm just being honest, guys. I mean, do you, do you want that to happen? What about a guard? Is Will Fries the answer at right guard? Probably not. Probably not. He, he, he's not a Quentin Nelson type of talent. You guys heard what Chris Ballard said. He said he thought left tackle and right guard would be absorbed by the three stalwarts in Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, and Braden Smith. That experiment failed as this entire line has regressed. We don't need a day one starter. 
So here, here I go again. So day one, we got a quarterback. What about day two? What about day three picks? That's all fine and dandy. Pick up a guard. Pick up a pick up a tackle. Pick up one of them. <laughs> we we need to find those gems. Chris Ballard's great at that. Let's find some gems in those positions. Yeah, we definitely need to find some gems in those positions. Um, you know, Chris Ballard is great at finding gems. <laughs> Sit down here. Uh, but <laughs> that's one pick. That's one pick. That's and that's a quarterback, a late round quarterback. Keep going. Just want to get you worked up. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> no, but your boy, though. I, yeah, it is. It is my boy. But in all seriousness, though, um, you know, that's I, I think you hit everything right on the head, man. I, I wasn't really thinking so much on the defense side of the ball just because I know our defense has done their job, but you're, you're right. We do have a lot of free agency going on in the defense, uh, that we need to really step up with. But I really think that the focus, and again, I know I'm so biased when it comes to this, but it has to be the offensive line. You said it best. Ballard said that he thought the you know three players would would help absorb the two changes that we had to make, and it just didn't work like that. It just didn't work. I mean, it's just cut and dry. It did not work. Um, at this point, you know, if, if we we can't we can't go out there a use. Let's take a tackle first round. I I'm reading hey, your mind right hey, now. Listen. It sounds like that's what you're going at. Did I get it right, man? I honestly, if I was in a position like that and I had to pick between a quarterback and a tackle in the first round, Jesus, I may have to go tackle. Woo. I don't know. That's tough, man. You know, I'm I'm oh. so biased. But no, we got to thank you, everybody, for listening to the Colts cast. I don't know who that was. That was not Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh, what I was gonna say though, seriously though, uh, if you know the, the quarterback has to be competent, we already know that we can't get a, a, a washed up, used and abused quarterback and and in a passive head coach. This is just it's first and foremost. We got to get new, young, and we got to get a head coach that's an aggressive. Once we get those things in place, you got to get the O-line. I mean, Eric, everything you said was spot on. The only thing I want to add to that, when we think about the AFC South, Jaguars allowed 28 sacks this year. Texans allowed 38 sacks this year. Titans allowed 49 this year. Guess how many of the Colts allowed? I actually don't know this. I'm going to go for a... uh... 70 piece. Ooh, that's a, that's a little high, but not too not too far off. 60. <laughs> 60. Oof. Yeah. That's that's crazy. The Texans had the second worst record in the league and they let up 22 less sacks than we did. I mean, I I I don't know what else to say besides that the proof is in the pudding with the problems. And you know what? As much as much as I poked at Matt Pryor all year long, the sacks did not stop once he got off the field. They just still kept coming. <laughs> so, I mean, I still I still feel very strongly about how I felt on him all year. But, I mean, I, nothing, nothing really ch- – I mean, we went up. We got better. We got better. But for what it's worth, 60 sacks? Dog, that is crazy. That's crazy to think about. And it just – it was just game after game after game. And, again, I, I think it's that almost you – three a game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to correct that. There's just no other way around. You have to correct that. Got to get a value lineman. Ballard, he he did his due, due, due diligence on Raymond this year. Go ahead and get somebody else. We got to get another guard, like you mentioned. We got to look for another tackle. Um, I mean, you you just you just can't you cannot afford to have anything else say. Well, we thought that this would work. 
we thought that every all that we thought is out the window this year. It's it's go hard to go home, and I think it's going to start in April with the number with with the first round pick, and it's going to go heavy from there. So, actually, it's going to start in February. About by February, once his head coaching search is over, that's when it really starts. Then we move on to April. But we got we got to get the ball rolling on on a lineman, and we can definitely address the defense. I do think that the defense, though, even with what we have going on with all the free agency. We can bring back a couple pieces to the puzzle, small ones, nothing crazy. Like you mentioned, Kenny Moore, I, I I do think he's kind of checked out. I think he will say for the cameras that he wants to remain in Indy, but he, he wants that money. He made it clear he wants the money. You know what I mean? And I get it. You know, if I, if I was in the league, would I be chasing money right now, especially with a Colts team I know I'm not going to probably catch a ring with? Chase, chase your money. I mean, if they're going, somebody else is going to pay you, take it. Take it and run. Um, so I can't fault him too much. And, and like I said, I mean, he didn't put up, he didn't put up hundred million dollar money this or plays this year. So, I mean, I, I don't feel comfortable paying him, you know, top dollar. Uh, so if somebody else is willing to, then adios, you know, it is what it is. You cut your losses and you go find another one. <laughs> That's all you do. Um, but I really think that the offense, if we can get an offense that can score 32 points a game, 33 points a game. We can take a hit on the defense, but when you got a defense that only that allows twenty three points a game, but you got an offense that can only score fourteen, I mean it, it, it's it's always a losing battle. You're never gonna win. So, I I'll take that high power offense with this Peyton Manning for all you history buffs, and I know y'all know this. The only time the Colts were successful in the playoffs was when our defense was ranked top, in the top twenty five. Every other season we lost. Early round of the playoffs, our defense was 25 or below. 25 or below. So that shows you right there. You don't have to have a top 10 defense to go someplace. You just gotta be, you gotta be decent. And your offense has to be good. That it's just it's just that simple. We watch Peyton do it year after year after year with a subpar defense, get to the playoffs. And the and the the first year it was actually above the 25 mark, got to the Super Bowl. So I mean, it can happen. Obviously, we know that we want more than just making it to the wild card round of the playoffs. You want to go deep in the playoffs. But when you haven't really done anything with it, with the defense we have or the offense we have in this past couple of years, I don't know. You just got to focus on on what you know is going to get you to the promised land. That's going to be the offense in this boat. Yeah, we've seen uh, th- there are a lot of teams that are still left in the playoffs that are very high-powered offenses, you know. Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they also have a good defense too. But, I mean, these are, you know, offensive-minded head coaches that are running the show. So this season is actually a testament to why Colts fans want an offensive-minded head coach. It's not always like that, but it is this season. So I agree. we got to get the offense better. We'll see if we can make that happen. Jamal. How will it play out for the fan base if Jeff Saturday gets the head coaching job? Oh, Jeff Saturday officially completed his interview today. I, well, at least they at least posted it today. I would assume he probably had it before today. But they they posted, Jim Mercer did a little earlier, that Jeff Saturday has officially interviewed for the spot. Whew, man. Jamal says that this is a joke. This is a consolation prize. You're going to obviously get your opportunity to but I think that I think that we're gonna get very mixed feelings about this, Eric. I think more people will be upset than happy, to be completely honest with you. 
Um, but I think that it will be a fair amount of people who would love to really see Jeff Saturday in this head coaching spot. And I think there's a couple reasons why. As we know, a lot of people, a lot of people live in the glory days. They want to they want to just recreate that old stuff. And and one of the biggest people, as we know, big Jimmy Ursay himself. Eric, think about this. So Jim Ursay inherited the team in December of 1997. You know when Peyton Manning was drafted? April of 1998. So mm. that means his really his first ever draft pick as the owner was Peyton. So what is it safe to say that he's obsessed with that kind of success? Sure, it's the Jerry Jones effect. When you got the Michael Irvin, you got the Jimmy Johnson, you got you got the Troy Aikman, you got these people who, while you were a young gunner just taking over the team, they took you to the promised land. You're obsessed with that. You're obsessed with it. And that's all you live and breathe. That's all you know. And that just doesn't work like that. Yes, you got very lucky that the team was that bad that you got, and you had a great, great, leadership team around you, Bill Polian. I mean, all these guys who who awesome. knew who knew what to do. They were scouting hard. They knew what time it was. They did a great job. Now it's time to recreate that and stop living in the past. Let your people who get paid top dollar to walk through that door every single day do their job. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. You got to. Because I mean when you think about it, when you think about it, the best teams right now are the teams who are letting their GMs run the show. You know, the Cowboys had a good win against they they had a good win against the the beat up Buccaneers. Who the NFC is so bad that Eight the Buccaneers, Buccaneers yeah could get in with with home field advantage. That's a joke. That's that's just a joke. Cowboys about to get mopped up this weekend, so I'm not worried about that. So that's that's irrelevant. But I'm saying that because. You know, the Cowboys are feeling that that Jerry Jones effect of, oh, we're about to go all the way. And it's not going to happen the same way. I'm trying to tell Jim Irsay, if you try to do something slick again, it's not going to happen. You hire Jeff Saturday it's not going to happen. You know, it was glorious for Colts fans to have Jeff Saturday as a player during Peyton era, because that was another great pick by the Jim Irsay leadership team. He holds a special place in their heart. Let it stay in your heart. <laughs> Let it stay there. Because there ain't no reason, it ain't no reason for him to be out there. You know, the only uh, Jeff Saturday, and he'll and he'll earn my respect once he is in a coaching position for a minimum of a few years in a lower position, start off as an assistant, uh, O line coach, whatever you gotta do. Then after a couple years, Sean, you can be successful with that. We can entertain the idea of you going for another head coaching interview. But at this point, we cannot, 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 cannot keep wasting time effort and energy on stuff that we know is not the right move i mean we know that's not the right move we it's, it's just that simple the colts have had a revolving door of head coaches come in for interviews or uh uh coordinators and everybody coming in for interviews this past week and a half two weeks i mean it, it's kind of a headache just watching everybody walk in and out because it makes me really wonder what like what are they looking for in this because i feel like they're just giving everybody an opportunity to come in and you know do a little dance and see what you can do but um i just think that again the same i feel about the bubba ventrone situation where it's it's a it's a consolation prize here you were here we're gonna let you get the opportunity has to be the same thing with jeff saturday you cannot with your right mind and a right conscience say this is what i need 
because it's just a horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, it seems like Jeff Saturday's met the minimum qualification. So here, we're going to throw you an interview. You know, probably don't meet the preferred qualifications, but we're going to give you a chance. Have you ever played The Last of Us? Started watching the show on HBO yet? I haven't started watching it yet. No. All right. Well, it's going to be just like that. If <laughs> Jeff Saturday gets hired, Colts Nation is going to be destroyed. Fan base is going to be infected with the Cowboys fungal disease. We're all going to become Cowboys fans. I mean, Colts fans will just be waking up and like the first things they say in the morning is Dak Prescott. Like it, it's going to happen before you know it because this fan base is going to be divided. It, it's going to be a polarizing hire. You don't really want that, especially when you just had a horrible season like you just did. I don't look, I like Jeff Saturday. Like he's been a good leader. Hasn't really been accountable for his actions. Like he said he wouldn't do this if it wasn't for him. You go one and seven and say, I didn't really have the right staff around him. He didn't. He didn't have to say that. Look, I think the chance of getting the position is slim to none for him. But then again, Jim Irsay's in the pot. Look, 11 other candidates were interviewed. We're just wasting time with them. I don't understand this. We're really going to take Jeff Saturday over those 11 other candidates who all have an ample amount of experience above him. Ample. Lots. Nah, man. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. It can't happen on our watch. I mean, what do y'all see in him? What I, I have to ask that question to Colts Nation. I told I, you what people see in him. Yeah, he's a he's a good talker. He's a good talker. He makes you believe. You know, they're like, oh, with Jeff at the realm, we can do it. We feel better. That don't mean nothing. It's all talk. I can sit up here right now and sweet talk you into why I think Jeff Saturday should be hired. And I could win you over in 10 minutes. I know that. But it's hmm. all talk. It's all talk. So I'm not done. Yeah, <laughs> we could try that. I just don't see how you justify bringing Jeff Saturday back after interviewing all these candidates. I mean, we we like a lot of these candidates too. You know, think about that ungodly comeback by the Vikings when we were up 33 to zero. Telling me that garners Jeff Saturday coming back. What about that half a year experience under his belt as head coach that he got as being the interim head coach? Jim Irsay, he just needs to take his hands out of the cooking pot, man. Like, this isn't for you. Let Chris Ballard and crew take care of the head coach search. They that That's who's leading it. Let them take care of it. They're going to run it by you. That's fine. And you're going to agree. That's what you should do. You should agree with your GM that you didn't fire. Out of, <laughs> out of everybody who's Talk been fired... Him. You kept Chris Ballard, so you might want to listen to him if if we're going to retain him for another season. Stop trying to drive this franchise. You are a passenger in this situation. It, it's just that simple. I I don't know. It, it's I don't think it's the end of the world if Jeff Saturday gets hired, but it's going to be bad. It, it's the optics won't look good. The players seem like they like him. I don't really know though. I'm sure he is a likable guy. But is he going to make us successful in the long run? Like, do you? <laughs> I, I don't know who his staff that he has in mind, but I just, I don't know. The lack of his experience is scary when we're going to gift him a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young. Do we trust J. 
Jeff Saturday to lead that charge to make this offense gifted with the talent behind. I don't know. I don't know that. No, no, it's just that simple. No, no. I, I don't care if the players are high on him. I, it doesn't matter because the play didn't. The play didn't show that. It was piss poor play the entire time. You you give up thirty. You give up a thirty point lead. You give up the biggest the biggest lead in fourth quarter against the Cowboys. You lose to the Texans. You lose to who else? We we beat the Raiders. We barely beat the Raiders. But that was just because I I even said during that time I said Matt Ryan had just come off the bench uh, from getting benched, and I said he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. Jeff Saturday's in a new breath, fresh air. So everybody feels good. But he he listen. He reneged three times or two or three times a season so far or not so far the season's over but he said that he would he wouldn't do this if he was one and eight he's not for the job boom check mark he said that you know he said that he was gonna start whoever over matt ryan he lied check mark he started matt ryan that week <laughs> <laughs> i mean like, I, I, it's, it's only again the sweet talking because people put that stuff to the side because it doesn't matter because they they, they miss that they forget about that but you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. You're going to renege on your words like that. Then, then I mean, I, I just I just don't know how you're going to do it. And as we talked about last episode, how is he going to who who is he going to bring to the table? Who is he going to bring to the table? Because he he damn sure not going to be able to get any uh, coaches from off of another team's staff. Because if I was if I was with I don't know any other team who was potentially interviewing or any other coordinator who was interviewing for the spot, why would I leave? my job to go to the Indianapolis Colts where they've showed me zero promise where they, they show me they won't even make adjustments no you I mean every everyone in the league watches everybody they know what goes on in and out they not they may not know what's going on in the locker room but everybody knows the teams and I can guarantee you as a coach if I'm an assistant or just a position coach and I've watched the meltdown of the Indianapolis Colts you think I'm going to willingly go there if I don't at least have my coordinator or somebody I'm familiar with in that position? Nah. Nah, you, you can't sell me on it. You just can't. There's nothing you can do to sell me on it. I'll say I appreciate your time. Appreciate you calling me. But don't call me back. Just that same. I'll, I'll have to agree with that. It's, it's going to be a tough sell. I, I'm wondering what the crew he has in mind. But I don't really want to think about that right now because... That that would mean that he is going to get hired, and I don't want to speak that into existence. I know, the, I know the crew that a lot of people think: Peyton, Reggie, Marvin, <laughs> Dallas Clark. <laughs> uh, we've, we've seen it before. Great players aren't always great coaches. But, That's right. Hey, we really appreciate the questions, everyone. Um, we posted on social media, let everybody know we were doing this. Maybe next time we'll post. That we're gonna do this in the podcast so you know it's a little heads up but we got the questions and yeah, they were some good questions too and yeah, you know that's it that's gonna be it for us everyone thank you for listening to the cold Scouts. we're live on apple podcast spotify youtube wherever you get your podcasts from we'll be back next time to give you some more indianapolis colts content y'all have a good weekend yeah take care enjoy the weekend <laughs>